Thank you for connecting to this podcast for Faith Renewed. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Continuing the series of greatest stories ever told. We've been in this series two years, two years now. It's it's about over, Uh, going through the Old Testament, that is. I don't know how far Pastor Terry is going with it, but... Uh, going through the Old Testament, it's been a great journey. Um, very thankful to be able to go through book by book and learn There's so much that I've learned that that uh, I never I never heard before. There are stories I've heard that I've never heard before and and learned. Well, today we're going to be in Habakkuk, and uh, so if you would go ahead and turn to your in your Bibles to Habakkuk if you got them with you. And just a little bit about Habakkuk himself. There's not a lot that we really know about him. Um, you know, in in Hebrew, his name means embrace. And he was embraced by God. He was a prophet. And, <clears throat> excuse me, by the way, if I have to clear my throat a bit, I've been dealing with, you know, the seasonal stuff. But uh, we do know... Some things we do know about him is because of some of the musical um, notations in chapter 3 that he was uh, probably a leader of worship in the temple. He was um, probably a family of a, of a part of a Levitical family. He sees a need that's around him. And he embraces that need and goes to God passionately. He's a passionate man. This book is uh, the eighth book of the twelve of the minor prophets, and it was written somewhere around six hundred BC. This this book's really challenged me, and I hope that going through this today and. Obviously, I'm not going to read the whole book, but I hope you you take the time to go and read the whole book after today and and see the correlation between our lives today and what he was dealing with then. It's really challenged me. But before we uh, get into Scripture, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for uh, today for bringing us together, one big family, God to get into your word, to hunger, as we hunger for your word, that you bless us with the knowledge and wisdom and how we can apply it to our lives, God. We thank you. God, we ask that you be with us this morning and just uh, just give us wisdom, Lord. Give us wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're going to start out reading Habakkuk chapter 1, Okay. Habakkuk 1, verses 1 through 4. It says, The burden which the prophet Habakkuk saw. It says, O Lord, how long shall I cry, and you will not hear? Even cry out to you violence, and you will not save. Why do you show me iniquity and cause me to see trouble? For plundering and violence are before me. There is strife and contention arises. Therefore the law is powerless, and justice never goes forth. 
For the wicked surround the righteous, therefore perverse judgment proceeds. That brings us to our first point. We ask God a question. Do we want His answer? We ask God a question. We go to Him in prayer. Do we really want His answer? You know, in these scriptures that we just read, we see a nation that's troubled, a nation that's, that's torn apart, wickedness, violence, corruptness, all from the citizens all the way to our our judicial all the way to their judicial system, their governments, it's all corrupt. And Habakkuk wants to know why. Why is God letting these things happen? Why is He, per, you know, permit permitting these things? If you look around, all around us today, here, in our community, in our nation. All around us, I see this. These four scriptures describes our nation. These four scriptures des- describe our our world. Everywhere you go is is corruptness. There's we don't see the violence in America like we do like we do all over the other parts of the world. But don't think if we let it continue that it won't happen. You know, just like Habakkuk, we pray. We come to these altars and we pray. And we ask God why. We go to the altars in our home and we ask God why. Why does this happen? This situation happen in my life. Why does this situation happen in my, my friend's life or my family? Why? Why are these things happening? You know, do we want to hear God's answer? Do we want to see the truthfulness that's behind everything that's going on? Do we want to see what He's going to reveal to us in our hearts? Do we really want to see it? Habakkuk uh, 1, starting verse 5, it says, Look among the nations and watch. Be utterly astounded, for I will work a work in your days, which you you would not believe though it were told you. For I indeed, I am raising up the Chaldeans, a bitter and hasty nation, which marches through the breadth of the earth to possess dwelling places that are not theirs. They are terrible and dreadful. Their judgment and their dignity proceed from themselves. Their horses are also swifter than than leopards and are more fierce than, than the evening wolves. Their chargers charge ahead their cavalry comes from afar they fly as the eagle that hastens to eat they will come for violence their faces are set like the east wind they gather captives like sand they scoff at kings and princes are scorned by them they deride every stronghold for they leap up for they heap up earthen mounds and seize it even in his mind changes and, and he tra- transgresses. He commits offense, ascribing this power to his God. 
you know, the Chaldeans here, they're mentioned all through the Old Testament. <clears throat> they're a Babylonian group, aggressive and warlike people. They're strong and intelligent people. And God's sending the Chaldeans to solve the problem. God answered Habakkuk. Habakkuk asked a question. God answered. When we ask, you know, why? Who are we battling? Who is, who is coming to solve our problem? How is God solving our problem? You know, look around us in, the, in our Christian community. Okay? You know, who, who we, we're so divided. I mean, the enemy is coming into our homes, coming into our, our workplaces, it's coming into our churches. I mean, with all that's going on today, I just read, okay? I just read last night where the Methodist organization, as you know, that, that division, that denomination, is about to vote, and it looks like it's going to be voted in to, to allow the, I'm not sure, I can't remember all the, the letters, LGBTQ, whatever, um, as, as ministers and as, as leaders and pastors of the church, okay? You know, that it's okay to be openly homo- homosexual in the church. Look at what's voted on this week. I'm not trying to bring up any political things or anything like that, okay? We've been dealing with this government shutdown. We've been dealing with all the divided nation. That's bringing division in our homes. Look what was voted on in New York with abortions. I mean, that's stuff that we're dealing with as Christians in our Christian home. God's Word is being taken out of our schools. It's being taken out of our our workplaces. It's being taken out of of the public places. we're, We're dealing with this heavily. And most most of us Christians, as a as a group, as a body, are standing back and just letting it happen, asking God why. We're asking God why, but are we doing anything about it? Is he when he answers? If he says move, are we moving? Are we doing what he what he wants us to do? Are you listening for his answer? Starting in verse twelve. Are you not from are you not from everlasting, O Lord my God, my holy one? We shall not die. O Lord, you have appointed them for judgment. O rock, you have marked them for correction. You are of pure eyes than to than to behold evil, and cannot look on wickedness. Why do you look on those who deal treacherously? and hold your tongue when the wicked devours a person more righteous than he. Habakkuk gets an answer, and then when he gets his answer, he questions God. God gave him an answer, and he didn't want to accept the answer. 
Habakkuk saw these, these, he knew who these Chaldeans was. And he's saying, hey, these guys are even lower than, than the most wicked ones I'm talking to you about. Why are you going to bring them in? Why are you going to let them come in and, and do what they do amongst our people? Are we not more righteous than they are? You know, I'm sorry, but I'm not any better than anybody else in this world. I'm just as wicked and treacherous as anybody else in these streets. But you know what? Christ is in my heart, and He loves me. Therefore, I'm forgiven for my treacherous deeds. And you are too, right? Christ is in your heart. You're forgiven. You're blameless in the sight of the Lord. Do you know, we can't forget that. But we can't think that we're above somebody else because we're forgiven. We have to be the vessel that Christ uses to deal with the problem. Instead of standing back and saying, why, how can I fit, how can, why can, ain't you fixing this? We have to be the vessel that God uses to fix the problem. We have to be open to move when he says move and to do when he says do. That brings us, <clears throat> excuse me, to our second point. God does speak. Are we listening? Are we listening? Chapter 2, 1 through 3 says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I, when I am corrected. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak, and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, and it will not tarry. Do you pray to God for something, and you feel like He's not answering you? Do you ever speak to God and you feel like there's nothing changing? There's nothing happening? Do you ever think God just doesn't hear me? No, He, he hears and He answers. But are we listening? Is our, our, is our ears open? Is our eyes open? Is our heart open to what He's saying? John 10 27 and 28 says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Acts 27, and it shall, uh, verse 17 and 18, And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out of my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall see dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they shall prophesy. Revelation 3.20 Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him 
and he with me. If you're following Jesus, do you you know his voice? You know his voice. I mean, he's revealing stuff to us, the dreams of visions. He he he's there. He's he's telling us things all the time, but are we listening? And if you don't know Christ, if you don't know Christ, Jesus is standing at the door knocking. You have to open up the door. You have to open up the door and let him in. He's speaking. He is there to all of us. He's speaking to us. I mean, all you have to do is ask and be ready for his answer. You know, a few months ago, we went through, uh, 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 we went and done a, uh, there was a, conference the four keys on hearing from god conference which was an amazing conference it was an amazing conference and it furthered uh my understanding and opened my eyes to a lot of a lot of things that uh that i wasn't seeing um but we just read in habakkuk one through uh two one through three on how to hear from god on how we, we actually heard five things on how to hear from God. <clears throat> Verse 1 says, I will stand my watch. I will stand my watch. You go and you stand. You meet God in a place of prayer. You go to God. Be there. You have to, you have to open that dialogue between you and God. It says, what, and watch and see. Watch and see. Open your eyes. Open your heart. Dreams and visions. He will show it to you. He will say to me, you got to listen. Open up our ears. He speaks to us through people. He speaks to us through the Word. We have to hear Him. We have to hear. Open up and be, be ready to listen. Sorry, can you guys hear me all right? Am I, speak, am I holding it all right? I'm sorry. <clears throat> Write the vision. Write the vision. Journal it out. Write it out. You know, when you pray to God, that's one of the things we learn. You pray to God and write out your prayer. And when you start hearing something, start writing what you're hearing. Start writing what you're hearing. What you're feeling inside. This one is a tough one. It will surely come. Have patience. How many of us don't have patience in here? Yeah, that's right. I don't have much patience. But it will surely come. God's timing is always perfect. God's timing is always perfect. You know, sometimes when we go to God, the answer is no. Sometimes the answer is wait. Sometimes the answer is not just what we want to hear. It might not be we need to change that job right then or we need to buy that next car or what you know whatever it may be that we want. You know, sometimes it's no. We have to hold on. Give him give him time. He's working things out before us. Man, these words that were spoken 
during worship, and I was just so, it just hit me. I mean, he goes before us. He fights the battles before us. He lays it out. He gives us the victory. When we feel like we're in a, a place of, of being beat down, He's there before us. We can't forget that. We can't forget it. When we go to Him, sometimes it's you got to keep going. you got to keep walking. Just keep walking it out. Chapter 3. <clears throat> Man, excuse me. Chapter 3, verse 16. This is, this is one of the verses I really loved here. It says, When I heard my body tremble, my lips quivered at the voice, rottenness entered my bones, and I trembled in myself that I might rest in the day of trouble. When he comes to his people, he will invade them with his troops. You don't be afraid of when God says, speaks to you to do what he says. Don't be afraid. But what we saw here in God's presence, physical manifestations in Habakkuk. His lips quivered. He was shaking, trembling. I don't know about you guys, but when the Lord just lays something heavy on me, I do. I get the, I get the shakes. I feel like I can't stop. You know, sometimes, you know, I feel I've, I got to move. I got to, I got, I got to move. The Holy Spirit is working His way in me and through me, and I feel it. And I just that that physical manifestation is it's something that just brings happiness and joy in my life. It fills fills me up. I get overwhelmed. It's awesome, and I hope I hope that's you. I hope I hope that you experience that as well. But point three says, even if it's not what we what we want. To hear, it brings joy to our lives. You know, if the praise team would like to go ahead and come on up, that'd be great. Um, <clears throat> but it brings joy to our life. I don't know how many times I've been in a, in a place to where I didn't know what we was going to do physically just in in the physical i didn't know what we was going to do what our next step was going to be but when i gave in to what i was wanting and what i was thinking and was followed him and listened to what he had to say no matter how much trouble i was having i was happy you can ask my wife i was okay with it i was okay with not being able to buy that what I wanted or go on vacation when I wanted where I wanted I was okay with it I was okay with the issues that we was having because I knew God was working in my life 317 says through 19 says though the fig tree may not blossom nor fruit on the vines though the labor of the olive may fail and the, and the fields yield no food Though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the 
in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet. And He will make me walk on my, on my high heels. God is a holy God. He's a righteous God. He's a just God. <clears throat> what He wants is relationship with you. What He wants is relationship. He wants us to cry out to Him and for us to listen and to receive His answer and to walk with Him and to be with Him and to bless those around us with His Word, with His presence, with His joy in our life. When you have joy in your life, you can't just hold it in. You can't help it, right? When you're happy, you got to smile, right? Right? Okay. When you're happy, you, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know, that's what, that's what God does. If you're happy and you know it, you clap your hands. You sing. You give God praise. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know individually. But I know as a nation, as a community, we're going through some troubling and tough times. Amen? And there's one fix to it. And that's God. That's Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit in our lives. Guys, when we're crying out to God, there's so many of us, I've seen so many posts, we need to be praying for this person or that person or our leaders or this situation. I've seen so many posts. We need to pray. We need to pray. We do need to pray. But we also need to be an open door. And when God answers our prayer, when God speaks, we need to be the vessel that He uses. If you would, go ahead and stand with us. You know, before I open the altars up, first and foremost, I always want to give the offer. If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ in your heart, if you haven't accepted that Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords, don't wait. Today's the day. You're not guaranteed another breath. You're not guaranteed another second. You know, talking with a brother of mine, you know, that's what he that's what he says. Is that's the one thing that is the most important. Do you know Jesus? Is your salvation secure? Do you know where you're gonna go when you die? If that is you, with all if you would bow your heads and close your eyes. And if that is you, you don't know Christ today. If you would raise your hand. I'm here, I'll pray with you. I pray with you to receive Christ today. All right. Well, that being said, we're going to move on. Everybody in here is good with the Lord. Amen. That's great. We're going to open up these altars. We're going to pray. We're going to pray for our community. We're going to pray for our nation, our leaders, those that are around us, our brothers, our sisters in Christ. We pray for boldness. 
that we will be open to be the vessels that God uses. It starts with us. We cry out to Him. We need to be open to what He's saying to us and to follow out and walk out what He wants us to do in, do in this country and our communities with us. If you have anything else, if you have a, 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 any need, a financial need, a healing, anything that you need prayer for, come up to this altar. We'll pray with you. There's some of us, we, there's plenty of us here to pray with you. There's always going to be somebody here to pray with you. So, with that being said, this altar is open. Come on down. And let's pray for our country. Let's pray for, for us individuals. Let's pray for our communities. This has been a podcast of a special guest speaker brought to you by Faith Renewed. For more information about us, please visit faithrenewed.org. For questions, feel free to contact us via email at info at faithrenewed.org.